Welcome to the C3 Church Coffs Harbour podcast. We're glad you're here. We pray that you'll be blessed and encouraged by this week's message. This morning, I just wanted to um, to round off this this series we've been talking through over the month of November, or should I say, no. November, because it's about knowing the Bible. But anyway, um, in hindsight, I should have titled the series that too, but I'm not that clever. Um, but we've been looking at a bunch of different things, in particular, um, sort of the, the thoughts sprung out of the fact that statistically we can prove that those who engage with God's word, read it and apply it, um, their spiritual development is, is statistically uh, correlated to that. So, so the more somebody reads the Bible, the more they apply the Bible, the, the greater their spiritual development is. And likewise, in, in, in reverse, the less somebody engages, the less they apply, the, the less uh, spiritual development that particular person has. And so then... We looked at the trends that exist uh, where, where people are Christians are less and less engaging with God's word, statistically. In Australia, two out of ten Christians would open their Bible on a daily basis. And so it doesn't take a, a rocket surgeon to know when you put two and two together, it's not a good recipe for the church moving forward, that we need a resurgence, we need a, a revival in our desire for God's word to know him. And, uh, and that looked, then we moved into uh, looking at, um, what did we look at after that? God's word is like an anchor to, to our soul, an anchor to our, our, our existence. And then when, when we have God's word to hold on, when the storms of life come, we've got something that's going to keep us stable, something's going to keep us upright. And we looked at Mark and Sue Wolf's life, we looked at Beck and Joe and the experience that these guys have had. And I'm sure if we went across the room and did a survey, we could pinpoint moments of, of, of calamity in your life or, or, or just tragedy where, where God has got you through because there's been a word that he's given you, there's been a scripture that you've been able to hold onto for dear life and it has perhaps even literally dragged you through that season because that's what God's word does. It's an anchor to our soul. It keeps us upright. And then last week we had a little journey through the first two verses of Colossians and just looking at how with the right tools we can actually see an incredible richness that exists in God's word. That when you read a couple of verses that basically introduce who the author is and introduce who the letter is written to, then when you get context attached to that, you can see that there is an incredible tapestry of, of, of a narrative at play of God doing incredible things throughout history. And so what, what we've done this week, we've had a bunch of tools arrive in our bookshop. There's uh, a couple of study Bibles, uh, a great commentary, and also a, an illustrated Bible dictionary that we've got in for anyone who wants to take their study to the next level and discover these things and, uh, and dig deeper into God's word. Um, they're available for sale over there and if they get sold out we'll just replace them. But, but I think they're so important for us, tools to have for us to get a deeper grasp of God's word and understand uh, I guess some of the bigger picture things going on so we can see that God's word is amazing. So we also did three Bible plans through version. Um, we're not doing one this week unless you want to, but you can go ahead and do that, but just so you know. We did the Reclaiming the Lost Art of Biblical Meditation, 
We did one called Remain in Me, and then last week we just finished the How to Start Reading the Bible plan together. And it's been fantastic. I know some connect groups have been doing it where they, they form their own group and, and, and share their thoughts on that, which is awesome. But starting 2020, we're going to start next year with 90 days in the New Testament, in the, in the Gospels in particular, with the Bible Project guys. And uh, so look forward to that. We'll have more information about that, but it's going to be epic. But today, <clears throat> I wanted to round this off by looking at um, something incredibly practical. And, and it's just my thoughts, my observations around the, um, the benefits of discipline in our world and, uh, and the impact that it has on our life. I, I totally believe that small decisions lead to great dividends. Small decisions, or small disciplines, I should say, small disciplines lead to great dividends. Here's a perfect metaphor, great example, and it's, it's, it's a cliche, but I'm going to give it anyway. And it's, it's the area of fitness and, and exercise. So small, small disciplines of going to the gym every day. Going, get up and going for that walk, going for a swim, taking that bike ride, doing that gym class, whatever it is that, that you do, it's those, those small disciplines that over time will start to build into dividends. And it doesn't happen immediately. That's the problem with, with exercise. It takes a while to kick in and, and maybe after day three there's been no results, but maybe after week one you're starting to see a little bit of difference. There's a, a kilo or two that you've shared or after week three you start to notice things are a little bit firming up. And by week five or six you're feeling this sense of strength and health and vitality and, and you start to enjoy the dividends of those small disciplines that you've put in place by just getting to that gym. And you don't feel the dividends at the gym. You feel it a little bit later. And, and that's how it works. And you start to get the benefit of those disciplines. And here's what happens sometimes. Is we, we start to, once we get the dividends, once we get the results, we start to forget about the small disciplines and we think that we have arrived and we'll let the dividends lead us and take us forward. But the problem is today's dividends are the fruit of yesterday's disciplines and tomorrow's disciplines are determined by today's disciplines. And so we can, we can then, fitness is a great example, we can then feel strong by not going to the gym and, and a week goes past, we still feel strong, a couple of weeks, three weeks, after about four or five weeks, we start to deteriorate, we start to pack on a few extra kilos, we feel weaker, we feel more lethargic, that, that health and vitality we once had is now gone because the dividends of previous disciplines has expired and there's nothing left for us to draw upon. And the same thing happens for us spiritually is we can engage in small disciplines like prayer tithing coming to church reading God's word living a generous life being compassionate and generous to other people and we can have these small disciplines in our, in our world day after day we, week after week and we don't notice any different we don't notice anything that's significantly changing but Week 
goes on, a month goes on, and all of a sudden we start to realise, huh, I'm not getting so stressed about stuff. What once used to really bother me now doesn't bother me so much. I feel like I've got more patience with people. I feel like I'm, uh, I'm doing a bit okay and, and, and my finances seem to be in order and, and, and I feel like now my business is successful and, um, and life is going really, really well. And what happens is these, these disciplines that we have, these small disciplines that we have engaged in start to build uh, momentum that lead to these dividends of us living the godly life. And in a, in a spiritual context, this is the anointing, this is the favor of God, this is God's blessing upon us. And I'll speak for myself. And this is why I'm, I guess, qualified to talk on this because I've lived this life where I I then start to relax on those disciplines and start to be fueled by the dividends I have today without planting seed for future fruit that is to come. And so I feel good for a while. I feel okay. I feel like, well, and then you sort of convince yourself, well, I don't need to pray every day. I'm doing okay. I don't need to read the word every day. I'm, doing, I'm a pastor. I don't, I've got the title. I've got the position. I've got the authority. I don't need that anymore because I have made it. I'm arrived, so I'm all good. And all of a sudden, the dividends start to dissolve because I haven't been planting seeds along the way to give me momentum for the future. And so I start getting agitated. I start getting frustrated. I start losing my temper and, and, and getting angry and things start to bother me. And, I, and I, I wonder why am I getting so upset about some menial things. And the thing is because I, I haven't been exercising my daily disciplines, these small things that are now becoming larger things. And, and we see this like time and time again over the years. I've seen people do this in in the area of finance as well. It's like they'll tithe, they'll be generous and they'll be giving and outward focused and then they start to get incredibly blessed and God starts to pour out favour and then the, the accelerator of their generosity starts to come off when they think that they're in the sweet spot and so they start to ride the waves of their own dividends figuratively and literally I suppose but they dissolve if we're not planting more seeds. And so then what happens is they get to a place where the cracks start to appear and God's favor and blessing starts to, 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 to lift off them. And so then they start to panic and then start to, well, I've got to work harder or I've got to work longer hours or I've got to take up a second job or I've got to change career paths or I've got to start working weekends. And so they start to work in their own strength to conjure up the dividends that once came freely because of small decisions. They're now working overtime to try and recreate them but they never do and they, get, they take themselves to the brink of burnout because they're trying to conjure up what only God can do. But it starts with a small decision. And as soon as we start to play God and manufacture God results in our life, we're going to always exhaust ourselves and burden ourselves. Because when we put ourselves under Christ and the kingdom of God, his burden is easy, his yoke is light. It shouldn't lead us to burn out. I think of a couple of passages. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 11. It says that um, no discipline seems enjoying, it seems pleasant at the time, but painful. 
and these, these decisions, these, these moments, because we don't see results immediately from the moment or from the decision, they can be painful and we can go, well, what's the point? But, but the writer of Hebrews would say, hey, listen, it's, it's not meant to feel pleasurable here, that the pleasure comes from the increase and, and the increase comes by those who are trained by the disciplines. Those who commit to discipline will encounter the dividends and enjoy the blessing and favor of God. And, and, and we read in Galatians chapter 6, verse 7, do not be deceived. And this is what we do to ourselves. We, 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 we trick ourselves into thinking that the, the dividends we're living in, this is why these, these disciplines stop, is because we've tricked ourselves into thinking that we can, we can do it alone, we can do it okay, we can ride the wave. But Paul's saying, hey, don't be deceived. God will not be mocked. A man will reap what he sows. But there's a lag period. It doesn't necessarily happen instantly. But over time, it will catch up to us. Do not be deceived. And it works both ways. When, when we are, Don't be deceived here into thinking that your daily disciplines are, are fruitless. Don't be deceived into thinking that when you read your word, when you give, when you're generous in these small things and have these, these small disciplines, don't be deceived into thinking they amount to nothing. God will not be mocked. A man will reap what he sows. And if we are sowing good seed into good soil and we're living by faith and we're obedient to God and living the life he's called us to, don't be deceived into thinking that nothing's going to come of that. God will not be mocked. We will reap what we sow. It's a principle that exists in the created order. The sun shines and the rain falls on the righteous and the unrighteous alike. This, it's not a respecter of persons. It just is like gravity. It's, it's, it's a principle that's in play because of God's created order. God takes care of the dividends. We just got to take care of our faithfulness in our small disciplines. Because our small disciplines are actually planting seeds for future fruit in our world. And that future fruit will expire. We will get trimmed. We will get, if we're not planting more seeds along the way to keep the momentum. It's like reading in Corinthians, um, when Paul's talking about church planting, the particular church he planted, he said, I, I planted the church and, and Apollos watered it. Um, but God caused the growth. So in a sense, it's like we are responsible for the moments, but God is responsible for the momentum. The disciplines are ours. The dividends are his. And so all this to say, I want us to, to keep this, this principle in mind when it comes to things like reading God's word that it can feel at times like oh, this is so exhausting what am I even reading and it's just but it's, it's a discipline that is worth surrendering ourselves to and, and don't be deceived God will not be mocked you will reap a harvest of revelation you will reap a harvest of insight you will reap a harvest of connection and intimacy with God you will reap a harvest of knowing what God's will is because you know what God's word is in your life if you do not give up and you're disciplined by it and consistent with it is this making sense? is it okay? it's cool because like I said I've, I've, I've been there 
and it's, it's a scary place where, where it feels like God's favour is lifting and that's because I've stopped planting. And I don't want that for us. I want us to continue to be every day sowing seed, every day living by faith. Because that's what discipline looks like. The discipline looks like living by faith. It's like when I go to the gym, it's like it's painful. It hurts. I don't enjoy it. Sometimes I do. But I have faith that the more consistent I am with it, the more results I'm going to get from it. And that's just a principle that exists. So that's just a thought, one thought I had around that to to help us to stay committed, disciplined, surrendered to God's word, to um, to, to generosity, to, to living the life God has for us, that we don't get so confused and bogged down by living the way that the world is trying to influence us to live, but we just stay focused on Him, stay connected to Him. Thanks for tuning in to the C3CH podcast. We trust this week's message inspired and encouraged you. We hope to see you in one of our services soon. For more information on C3 Church Coffs Harbour, visit www.c3ch.com.